This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for Avoid the Maze. And today I have Toby Newman with me, and I have to put out a big, you know, hurrah to a group called uh, Podcast Match. If it weren't for this group, I don't know if I would have met Toby, um, but Toby has a message that we've been really trying to ingrain in all of our podcasts here at New Cleveland Radio. And that is, you know, we all have something special about us, but sometimes we don't know what that is. Um, and prior to going on the air today, Toby and I were talking and Toby, you mentioned something about, you know, when we're young, you know, we explore and we touch and we feel and we say, and it seems to be okay when we're very young to do that. But then yeah. we get to a certain age and it's like, I'm going to tell you what to think, how to think, when to think. And we sort of get in that groove. Um, and then maybe we get to another part of our life that we sort of break out of that. But if it looks like a rebellion, then we don't fit in anywhere. So I liked your message that you said it begins with self-awareness. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about what that means to you. Um, yeah, so first of all, welcome. Uh, it's welcome. Hello, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for, for uh, having me on, on, on the show. Um, so yes, self-awareness. So I like to break, I like to think of it as maybe a slightly higher topic, and I'll come back to self-awareness in a second. So um, one of the things that I try and encourage individuals, I'm not going to talk about companies, but individuals is to have what, what is kind of termed as a learning mindset. And a learning mindset is basically uh, broken down into a number of different, you can call them skills, attributes, whatever, whatever you want to call them. But for me, they are fundamental um, requirements for how we um, not just function at work uh, within a you know, work environment, but how we work as people. Uh, and how we you know, interact with each other, with our communities, uh, those kind of things. And to me, the, the, it breaks down into self-awareness, positivity, curiosity, and sharing. Um, and if you, can, if you can foster, maybe not sure that's the right way of putting it, but if you can at least develop those areas, um, then you can start to grow your, you know, this learning mindset and one of my big kind of pushes is that individuals should be responsible, like you said, individuals should be responsible for their own learning journey because technology is moving so fast today, um, you know, be it you know, iPhones and be it the internet and be it TikTok and all these, yeah. you know, and that's not including all the technology in a company that evolves. That you need to have that own personal drive in order to... Um, be be what's the i can't think of the, the right word but to be relevant and i that sounds horrible and i don't mean it to be a person is not relevant in because everybody has their own relevancy but in terms of you know, being employed and looking for your next job and all that kind of stuff these things are important so self-awareness is an ability 
and again, I am not the expert on silver. There are many people out there that are better that um, um, are more knowledgeable of this. But in a sense, self-awareness is about being aware of your surroundings and, and aware of what you're doing in those surroundings, but without critical. So you can't be critical of yourself. In other words, you can't put yourself down. So to give you an example, uh, let's take presentation. You know, like standing up in front of or being on this podcast. Um, if you're not aware of what's around you or what you're doing, you can't change anything. Um, now, you know, maybe I'll give I'll give you listeners uh, an example, um, and maybe you can do this as well. Have a look around the room that you're in at the moment and pick out three things that you've never noticed before. And it could be the way that there's, you know, the sun shines in the room. It could be that there's um, a crack in the painting. It could be that there's, I don't know, um, uh, an empty can on your desk that's, you know, you like haven't touched in out, and <laughs> whatever it is. But if you don't like, let's say there's a crack in the ceiling that you never noticed. If you didn't notice it, you wouldn't fix it. So it will always be there. And that's the same with, with presentation. If I'm always doing this with my hands or clicking or whatever it is, if you're not aware of it, and I use the term conscious a lot, if you're not conscious of what you're doing, you can't change anything. I believe it was the COO of Facebook. I think it was Cheryl. I can't remember her name, but she said, um, you can't change anything until you're aware of it. But then when you are aware of it, you can't not change it. It's that kind of in, inbuilt ability right. to go, God, I want to change this. So self-awareness is about looking at yourself, getting feedback from people you trust um, and saying, you know, what do I do this? How do I do this? And then adjusting or changing or working on those things as you go along and getting feedback and as you go along. So self-awareness is such an important thing and people may think oh it's about meditation or it's about sitting on the top of a mountain and going um that's part of it meditation and modern meditation you know you could do a meditation in a two minutes every day is just sitting there and thinking hmm, how did today go did i make any new friends did i make anybody angry did i um did i say hello to everybody it's just sitting there and thinking those things and then thinking, oh, okay. And then you don't have to do anything about it. But the next day when the, this person, the same person comes up and says hello, in your brain, it's clicking going, oh, you didn't say hello yesterday. Oh, so I'll say hello today. And it's by that that you become, I'm not going to use the word better because I don't think it's about better. It's about just being more aware. And then, like I said, if you're more aware, you can change things. Well, in, that is such an important message because too many of us go through life wanting things to be different. Mm. We're not paying attention to what's going on around us other than we're saying, hey, I don't like this feeling. Yeah. And, but we keep doing it over and over again because it seems to be easy. We don't have to think too much about it and we just keep moving yeah and or even worse is that if you find somebody that says i can change your life and you spend hundreds of dollars um paying for somebody to to you know 
you know, you see these big speakers going, you can do this and yeah. just say yes and all that. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah. And then you come out of it and then a half an hour later, you go, what, what did they talk about? What did yeah. they say? And because it's it's all well and good for me or anybody else to tell you, you should try this, you should do this, you can do this. But unless you know it yourself and you're aware of that is a gap that you need to change and you need to do it, it's just, you know, in one ear and out the other. And again, doing it because you got inspired for five minutes is not necessarily a good reason to make a yeah. change. It's now, great inspiration. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not taking that away. There are some great inspirational speakers and talks and stuff. But I mean, I'm involved with TED Talks. Uh, and, well, sorry, sorry, TEDx Talks, those local TED Talks. Uh, and I've done one myself. Um, and they're very inspirational. But you can very easily come out of a, a TED talk or a TEDx talk and think, oh, that was great. And just think, yeah, nothing's going to change. It's, it's whether you think, how are you going to change? I mean, to give uh, some people maybe uh, a tip would be, uh, and I call it uh, a synthesis. So the idea is that, and this is not, I mean, obviously I'm a trainer, so I talk about training, but this could be anything. The idea is that you have a piece of paper, or it could be a post-it note or a you know, little card. You draw a line down the middle on the left-hand side, whatever you're doing, whether it be a talk that you're listening to, an activity, whatever it is, you list down the key takeaways that you have taken out of it. Not what the trainer thinks of the, you, know, by the end of this session, you should take out. No, what you take out of it, whether you like the way the person stood, whether you like the room that you're in, whatever it is, the key takeaways. And on the other side of that line, against each of those key takeaways, you write down, what am I going to do to change? What am I going to do to make that best practice or that key takeaway part of a habit that I want to continue doing for forever and a day? Um, and it's by doing those kind of practices that kind of, again, I use the word conscious, it's taking something you think oh that's good oh i like this and oh, i'm very inspired and then turning it into a conscious effort to go right what am i actually going to do with this information and how am i going to change and i also think it's good for our listeners to understand that even though we may be inspired we may make this list and say this is you know the way i want to go even if we don't we can't take that as a failure because oh, there's absolutely. a reason why we're not doing it. Um, mm. One of our shows that we do here is called The Intentionality Gurus. And it's led by uh, a certified trainer. Um, she's a business coach. And a lot of the things that we talk about on that show, and she calls me her guinea pig because I'm the <laughs> one that, she, you know, I go through all the little exercises. Since we've been doing this show for three years, I find myself in the middle of a podcast, grocery store, saying, wait a second, is that where I want to go? Mm. And sometimes I can change midstream, but mm. other times I like make a note somewhere to say, that's really not the way I wanted it to be. So what can I do next time? And but knowing they, not to do something is just as powerful as knowing what to do. Right. Because then you're, you're, you know, if you know, oh, I don't want to do that, 
doesn't matter that you you know what to do but as long as you know that that doesn't do it for me that doesn't um sing to me or whatever you want to call it that's a great thing that's like a tick off your list to go right i know not to do that again your your options are now narrowed in terms of what do i like to do um i i've had myself a lot of people when i do these psychometric tests you know they kind of go you know so what's your ideal career what's your personality type a lot of the times those questions are focused on what you don't like and by telling them what you don't like it then points to what you do like if they know how to read them properly (laughs) exactly if they know how to read them absolutely yeah um so on the weekends i do it consulting at a big box store and prior to getting started today when we talked about training you can't force training on people oh god no and well you can well i just don't agree with it (laughs) right well and i don't think you learn when it's forced on you because, no, it's the opposite, yeah. And so the company that I work for, um, they've really been on our case nationwide. You aren't training enough. And in the last couple of weeks, I started doing it differently. And instead of actually training, you know, I go and I support them on either the sale that they're making or the product they're putting away or whatever it is. And then I start a conversation about that. Yeah. And I'm finding that number one, I'm relearning and I'm getting better, but they are learning something, but they don't feel like it's being forced on them. Yeah. If they know why they're doing it and it's coming from them, it's so much more powerful. Um, Yeah. I'm a massive believer of the, uh, I actually believe that we should drop the word training altogether because um, you know, I, I personally don't think of myself as a trainer. I mean, I don't even class myself as a trainer. I class myself as a learning expert or usually an in-house consultant, a learning consultant, because just as your example is, that's a lot of the things I do. I work with teams, individuals, um, whole divisions and say, well, what do you want to get out of this? Where's your end goal? What do you, what's your expertise in this? Um, and then, work with them and guide them um i always use the uh, the analogy of um an oil tanker you know they're almost impossible to move on their own so you need these little tugboats you know kind of either side just to give them little nudges along the way uh and and then they'll you know they'll finally find their uh, destination i so i'm kind of i'm one of those little tugboats (laughs) so what got you into this field um i suppose like many lnd um, people, I kind of fell into it. Uh, I used to work for Blockbusters, so you, the American audience I would remember uh, that. Blockbusters. Yep. Um, as an assistant manager, I, I loved my film, so that was kind of a perfect job for me. And it just so happened that one day um, I was an assistant manager, and then my manager said, go train those people on using the the till, you know, the, the cash right. register. Um, as I, okay, I've never done it before, but yeah, I'll give it a go. And the look on their faces was a great, but also it was that little bit of pride that after I'd shown them how to use it, when they started serving customers and doing the things that I had showed them, I was like, Oh, I did that. I kind of helped them to do that. Right. And I was, and then I was, I was my bug uh, caught. And so, yeah, 20 years later or so, 
Um, I've been you know, doing L&D in all different shapes, you know, customer service, product training, and now it's much more around, um, I suppose I kind of class myself as a futurist of learning. So looking at particularly platforms, so learning management systems, but more importantly, learning experience platforms um, and taking that next, basically finding technology that helps that learning mindset kind of dig in. I suppose it's the easy way of putting it. So a year and a half ago, we ended up in this pandemic of sorts. It sort of has um, taken a lot of people out of the working arena. Now that the working arena is more open, uh, people are hesitating. um, And I don't think it's necessarily they're hesitating because of the pandemic itself, but they've had this year and a half to think about what is yeah. it I really want to do. Was I happy? Yeah. Right. And they don't want to go back and do the jobs that we really need filled right now. Yeah. So what, what can we do as a society to, and I know it's a big question, but um, <laughs> to get us out of this mode and say, hey, we all need to make a buck. Yeah. But at the same time, how do you make that dollar and still at the end of the day feel good? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to, 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 to kind of put a point in your example, um, in the UK where I'm, where I'm originally from, um, there is uh, currently a massive demand for chefs. Um, and the reason there is a massive demand for chefs in these culinary, culinary I can't even say it, the culinary restaurants is because, a lot of them were laid off in this, or at least kind of on furlough um, in this pandemic. And in that time, a lot of them have started their own little businesses, t- little takeaways. And they have now almost got back to nature in terms of back to what they loved in cooking little things for customers instantly without this, you know, kind of the, the razzmatazz that comes with a gourmet restaurant. And so, and they're happy. Uh, they're not making anywhere near as much money, but they're happy. Um, obviously, there is no right answer to this. Um, and if I if I take my own family's example, um, and thankfully, you know, kind of touch on wood, uh, we weren't badly affected by the um, uh, pandemic in terms of losing our jobs. Uh, but my wife uh, wasn't happy at her job. Um, and... She took the decision in this new, like you said, had time to think in the pandemic about what she really wanted. And so she quit a job and became a financial influencer on social media and gets paid um, to do posts, to do articles with banks uh, about, you know, everything from bitcoins to, you know, um, how to save money in your shopping, all those little things. Uh, so she's not like an, uh, a financial advisor, but she's a, what they call them, uh, f- I can't remember the term, but a, a financial influencer. Okay. Slightly different. But so she's, but, and, and this is kind of where my point is, is that she didn't just think, boom, I'm going to do, you know, we've got uh, now a, a, what was a two-year-old, now a three-year-old, um, you know, we've got a house and mortgage and stuff. And obviously it helps that she's, she loves her finance anyway, but she made a, um, a decision based on the finances. So she, what we did is we kind of took all our bills. We kind of spent a, a couple of hours looking at all our bills and thinking, 
What are the minimums? What can we renegotiate? What can we put up with? What can we not put up with? What are our minimums? Like we were saying before about right. being conscious about what you need and all that kind of stuff is what do we want? What can I put up with? What do I don't have to do? Um, and we came up with this long list and we basically worked out that yes, she could do it. Um, and if if it didn't work out, she'd you know, find a part-time job or whatever. Um, so I suppose to answer your question, that there's a couple of things I would say. First of all is take advantage of online learning. Now, I don't mean um, e-learning courses. While that is part of it, those kind of you know, click, 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 boring, whatever. I hate those ones myself. Um, but there are lots of talks. There are lots of, you know, TED Talk being one, but just, you know, uh, talks on different technology. Uh, one of my friends has decided um, he is going, he's a data analyst at the moment, and he's going to be a software developer. And he can okay. do that all on his own without having to go back to university or, or college, um, taking courses, looking at free stuff, finding out in your network who's an expert in this area. LinkedIn is great for that. Who are the experts in that? Get their help. Because people are, I think, you know, I think what this pandemic has done in, in you know, if you can call it a positive, is, is increase the communities. And I'm thinking online communities rather than um, personal ones because, yeah, we're all locked down and stuff. But online communities, people are kind of opening up their, their hearts, opening up their expertise and more willing to give up the time to share their knowledge, to help others. Um, and I think that's, you know, now obviously, given the choice, I'd rather have all those people alive than not have this right, community. Right. But, you know, we are where we are um so that for me is one positive so i think if you're in that situation um there is you know don't be afraid to reach out on linkedin communities on linkedin communities on you know, bullet boards um in your local area um courses talks if you if you let's say you find a talk you think oh that's really interesting see who's attended it and look them all up on LinkedIn and, and connect with them all and, and start growing your network. Because once you start connecting people with LinkedIn, then other people who are connected to that person will see you and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you get more exposure. So that would be the first thing. Um, invest in yourself and invest in your network. Um, and then happy, you've got to go with what makes you happy, but also you've got to, you know, um, do that financial um, conscious effort. Don't just think, yeah, right, you know, F everybody else, I'm going to quit. You know, fine, you can do that, but I just don't have the guts to do that. Kind neither of thing. do I. But, um, but, you know, there are things that you maybe didn't think of that you can live without. Um, like, for example, we downsized our car um, and we went from a, you know, a big four by four down to a little, um, Kind of Suzuki Auto, you know, it's kind of little uh, two people cars, uh, and it does what we what we need it. Um, we cut out the gym, uh, and then we kind of did running instead. Um, you know, free you know, in the park and all right. that kind of stuff. So there are things you can do to help you along the way, but again, it's that conscious effort of what can I live without? What do I do? What what can't I live without? And be honest with yourself. 
if you can't live without that frappuccino every day, then don't do it. Okay. Keep okay. it because that will only make you more unhappy than you were before. Uh, so don't kill yourself kind of uh, cutting things out. But um, yeah, I suppose, you know, as, as we say, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, it's interesting because I didn't realize I was doing this 10 years ago. Uh, but 10 years ago, I was working in corporate America. Uh, I loved my position. Mm. It was the people around me that I, I just wasn't connecting to. Um, yeah. Part of it was age, but a lot of it was more culture. And when I realized I wasn't doing the best job I could do anymore, I came home and I talked to my husband and I said, I'm now miserable when I go into work mm. and I'm making other people miserable. And that is- And that affects, happen. yeah, because it affects everybody. I mean, exactly. if, you, if you're unhappy at work, whether it be, you know, that you're just, like I said, like not connecting, or if it's a, you know, a toxic environment, then, you know, your energy goes down, your uh, relatives, your you know, other half, uh, it affects them, your kids, um, and yeah, your mental health. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's important to, to kind of keep a check of that. But I want our listeners to know that it has nothing to do with age, because you can change whenever you are ready. Okay. Um, I'm not going to change because my husband says I have to change. Um, I know sometimes that would be good on his point. <laughs> they, yeah. Um, but we can't. But in the long run, if you change because what he thinks he wants, then you know, I've been in relationships where I've changed because they want me to change. Right. And then they're like, no, 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 I don't, I don't yeah, like go it. Go back like to this. who you were. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you split up because like they're like, it. oh no, I, I fell in love or I, you feel it was attracted to that other person. Well, so if people want to get in touch with you because they want to learn more or they want to find something that's going to connect them, how can they mm. do that? Um, so my, um, I suppose alter ego, I suppose is the best way of putting it, is the never-ending learner. Uh, for those who are at a certain age, maybe remember the book and the film, The Never-Ending Story. Yes. It's one of my favorites. Um, and that's kind of where it came from. Um, and so, you you know, I've got neverendinglearner.com. I'm on YouTube. I've got uh, my fledgling channel. If people want to check out, when people want to have a laugh <laughs> on an afternoon, they can check out some of my videos. And that's just the never ending learner on YouTube um, and feel my uh, uh, profile on, on LinkedIn is open. Um, feel free to connect, um, you know, ask questions, um, happy to, to help where I can. And you brought up something interesting that many of us don't do the way we should. And that is connect. Um, mm -hmm. We're always, I would say always, but even for myself, when I started podcasting 10 years ago, I was willing to ask people questions. I was willing to ask, you know, can I just do it from my computer? Do I need a soundboard? Do I need a microphone? What do I need? And how much money? And 10 years ago, people just did not want to talk about it because they wanted to be at the top. And if they yeah. gave you any information. It all insular. You like keep it to me. Yeah, my knowledge, me, me, me. Yeah. And I'm finding today that there are more people in the people business 
that are willing to share. Yeah. Because it's the networking is what's going to grow all of us. And uh, so I can't stress that enough. Um, if somebody's going to take something away from you, that means you gave it to them. And well, sometimes, and sometimes giving yeah. something to somebody is rewarding. So hmm. um, that's like why I like doing these things. I mean, people say, you know, oh, I should, I should charge for, for what I'm doing or like all these different things. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I just like, I just want to, you know, help people. Uh, and I think, you know, like you said, in this, you know, post pandemic, well, hopefully post-ish pandemic, um, is that people are appreciating that the communities, both physically and in online, are what's going to shape us. And I think we have to appreciate, you know, I talked to at the start about technology moving so fast, is that the next generation, our kids, this is going to be natural. Their online personality is their personality. Whereas for us, it was like, oh, connecting with people, I'm not sure kind of thing. For them, it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, so I we kind of have to yeah. embrace it. I know growing up for me, it was talking on the phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't have that visual of that person, you know? Yeah. Um, and then once, you know, you know, we got phones that have pictures and we can see each other. Um, our lives have totally changed, but you're right this younger generation, uh, their communication, even their dating is online. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. It's weird, my, um, uh, one of my colleagues uh, was telling me a story that his kid um, was always on the PlayStation playing online games and stuff. And he said to his son, um, go outside and play. Uh, you know, kind of don't watch the TV and the computer so much. Uh, and he said, but if I go outside, I'll be alone. All my friends... Oh, I'm playing with my friends online and, and it, it just really clicked with me. It's like, that is the, you know, when I used to go out and play football, um, soccer with my friends, that was my community. Right. But nowadays, you know, Fortnite, uh, Call of Duty, whatever it is, they're your friends. Um, and you, you know, you share intimately uh, potentially with, with those and you probably know them better than your next door neighbor. Absolutely. You are right. So times have changed. We have to embrace mm. that. Mm. So for those of you who are actually watching this on YouTube, not listening to it on audio, uh, behind Toby, there's this beautiful setting of the Grand Canyon and him sitting on a big rock. Um, so I'm assuming that you love to be out in nature. <laughs> um. I, I do. I mean, I'm where, where I'm based at the moment. Um, you know, we don't have too much nature. Um, my uh, feet give me a lot of ache uh, just because the way my kind of bones are from when I was young. So walking a lot is, is not great, but um, I love, especially the American, you know, kind of nature, you know, uh, Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, uh, all those, the massive national parks, for me, it's that kind of, I appreciate nature. Maybe that's the better way of, of okay. putting it. But um, I wouldn't say that I, you know, go out for hikes every day or every month or, or go on holiday and hike. Um, but, um, you know, if I'm, I've driven across the States at least, I think, three times, four times now. 
and you know like kind of route 66 and you know death valley and grand canyon all the cities and stuff it's yeah it's amazing what nature can do yeah, uh, i think that's just uh, for me it's just uh it puts you in your place i think and i, you, I think for me at least uh, i think i need that every now and again to kind of go yeah you're actually a bit insignificant <laughs> in a nice way we live right in the middle of the national park here in northeast ohio and right. so when i get a chance if i'm not in a rush even just go to the grocery store i will actually drive through the park so i can appreciate yeah the scenery and yeah. i have and then, like you were saying at the start you know people you know, put their head down and they don't really appreciate what's around us um and you know it's it's another example is that uh you know just taking that i think i think we mentioned the the, the um uh, meditation you know even if it's just you know sitting on a park bench for a minute and just kind of you know not like closing your eyes but just kind of have a look around and just think you know how amazing nature and like you talk about the grand canyon water and air did that and you'd like if you kind of just think for a second how massive that is. I mean, obviously pictures don't do it justice. Right. Um, but to think that water can and you know a bit of wind and rain can make that is is just mind blowing. It's incredible. Well, I want to thank you so much, Toby Newsom, for joining us today. Um, oh, it's been my pleasure. We're gonna put all your information in the show notes. So there is no excuse for anyone uh, <laughs> not to be able to follow you. Um, and I hope to have you back on one of our other shows as well, because oh, your happy. message is, it's immense. And one of the things we say here at New Cleveland Radio, we don't think of ourselves as experts necessarily in the subject we're experts of our own life and we being are. an expert of our own life we get to look at it and say am i going to go left right straight or am i going to turn around hmm. we have those choices yeah absolutely so yeah i'd agree i mean i don't class myself as an expert i just i'm a i'm a passionate l d person i'm passionate about learning and i um i like to point people in in give them options um and yeah well and no, it's been a pleasure thank you and best of luck to your wife with her project i mean um you know when we talk about finances most of us you know hide under our desk because we really don't want to see it oh yeah absolutely yeah and but, if you want to look it up um it's sure. one broke girl um it is in dutch uh because she's dutch um okay her audience is dutch but you know google translate um if you find uh, one broke girl one broke girl dot nl okay. um, is her website um she has her own podcast show again it's in dutch so that that probably wouldn't help um but you know the the blog that she does she's uh recording a course at the moment on tips and how to help people so uh yeah uh go check her out and say hi i absolutely <laughs> will and i hope our listeners will have a great day and we will talk again soon. And you. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank Bye.